You are listening to the Boss Experience Podcast, a podcast with conversations about business growth, self-development, and maintaining a mindset to achieve business success. My name is Michelle Davis, and I am a business strategist and coach, and I'm your host. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of the Boss Experience Podcast. My name is Michelle Davis, and I'm your host. And in this episode, I'm going to talk about five client systems you need in your business to manage your clients. And if you're tuning into the Boss Experience for the first time, the Boss Experience podcast is all about helping the professional service providers launch profitable and sustainable businesses. And to do that, you need systems. And let's be honest, a lot of times we focus so much on the lead generation activities. We focus so much on the marketing. We focus so much on the selling. But if you cannot bring your clients in and have your clients come in to your programs and experience your services and have a good client experience, you're not going to be in business long. You have to focus on your client management. There's you know, certain elements that I'll talk about in this episode, but you need to make sure that when it comes to client management, that people will remember their experience with you as something pleasant because people that have good experiences make recommendations. People that have good experiences write reviews, right? So you want to make sure that your client experience is something that's memorable for good reasons. So let's talk about those five systems. Starting a business is easy. Making money from your business is the hard part. The only way to launch a profitable business is to have a plan direction, and one source of information that gives you everything you need to get started. So what if I told you that a blueprint exists that can take you from finding a business idea you love to launching a profitable online business without an email list, a big social media following, or wasting your time scouring the internet trying to put the pieces together? Get the only source you need to launch your profitable business today. Just visit bossbusinessplanner.com to get yours today. Now back to the episode. So we start out as professional service providers. We are like beyond ourselves when we get our first client, right? We're, you know, like focused so much on like, yay, we got our client. Yay, we got our first client. But every client that seeks our services out is not always a good fit. I hope you've been tuning in this season because this season has been all about business design. Everything from your initial business idea to, you know, structuring your programs and services to marketing. And this is important too. Systems is something that a a lot of us like to ignore because it requires us to actually dig in and create something very structured. And we're running away from structure as entrepreneurs, but you know, you have to have the structure in your business so that your clients can have amazing experiences to share with their friends, their family, their colleagues, and hopefully on Google. So let's talk about the first client system. So the first client system is pre-qualification and pre-screening. So when I first 
started in my business, I, like many entrepreneurs, thought everyone with a pulse would be a good fit for my business. And that's not good. And that's not true. So just like in your marketing, you never want to consider everyone with a pulse a potential customer. You have to think of yourself as, you know, specialize and know who your target audience is. And I talk about that in one of the episodes in season two, how to figure out your target audience. Because if you don't know who your target audience is, it's kind of like a domino effect. It's going to be hard to really get your business going. It's going to be hard to market and it's going to be hard to It's going to be hard to create your systems because the first system is pre-screening and pre-qualification. And you have to know, you have to have your programs and services mapped out, but you also have to know who's a good fit for your program and your services and who isn't. So you need to know upfront, you know, what your process is going to be for that. So for me, I I do a couple of things and what you decide to do for you is up to you. You have to test out what works best for you in your business. But for me, I talk to people. I don't allow people to just book and enroll. And if you have like, let's say a graphic design business or you have a service-based business other than coaching, this process is going to look a little different because there are certain services you can book straight from the website. But you may want to have a pre-screening call particularly if you're uh, any kind of coach, because you want to make sure the person that's enrolling in your program is appropriate. Now, if you have, even if you have a graphic design service or some other type of service, you want to make sure you understand the goals of person that's seeking out your services. And you want to make sure that your program and your services are the right fit. Can you meet their needs? Can you solve their problems? Do they need additional services? And this is for my life coaches. You know, you have to ask, does this person need therapy? Do they need some kind of counseling? And where life coaching is not the best fit for them. So you need to make sure that the people that you bring into your program, that you're not going to do harm to them in any way, emotionally, or in a way that's going to be damaging to them in their business and emotionally or otherwise. So you want to make sure that you have some basic questions that you're going to ask someone. And I always say when people come into your services, you want to know what it is they need help with. You know, why did they come to you? Like, what is the connection? How do they see the two of you working together? And what is their ultimate goal? And they have to be able to define at least what their goals are. And for me, you know, I have like maybe 10 questions that before you can book an appointment with me to discuss one of my services, there's some uh, 10 basic questions I want to know. Like, you know, do you have a business already or are you starting the business? You know, what is your goal for seeking my services out? How many other times have you tried to address this problem and you weren't successful? Because to me, there are certain things that are really important about their previous experience with service providers as well. And and this is something I learned the hard way. People that hop from service provider to service provider and they never really get their problem solved, you know, it can be viewed as two ways. Is this a difficult client who has expectations that exceed my patients? Or is this someone who's just had a, a bad run of luck with choosing professionals? So you have to think of what questions are important for you to know in your business and ask them accordingly. And, you know, I have mine set up, you know, in an automated way through Calendly. 
you know, how do you want to pre-screen your client and make sure they're a good fit in looking at your programs and services and making sure that based on what this person has told you, can you solve their problem? Can your program deliver and, and help them achieve their goals? So that is the first system you need when it comes to client management. Okay, the second system you want to have is your onboarding. And you may be wondering, why is onboarding before invoicing? So the reason that I kind of flipped it around is because there's there's a very important piece that goes into your onboarding process, and that's the agreement part. And I view onboarding as, you know, kind of your, your agreement and then also how you enroll people into your program. So before you can issue an invoice, you know, you definitely need in writing, you know, what the person is getting, what are the terms of your services? You know, is there a refund policy? If so, what is it? I always have an exit clause for every agreement. That way, if either of us choose not to work together, we can both step away as long as you pay me for all the services I've provided up to the date that the agreement terminates. So you have to find your own agreement or create your own agreement. And there's tons of resources for that. I mean, Law Depot is uh, a great resource. And also um, you have LegalZoom that a lot of people use. But keep in mind that when you draw up an agreement, it may not be in alignment with the laws of your state. So I use a service which allows me to get a copy of an agreement and I send it off to an attorney. And so they will actually review it for me and make sure that I'm not in violation. And the attorney's local to me. So I just pay a small monthly fee and everything I need that attorney for, I can give them a call. So whether that month I need an attorney for, you know, one question, no questions or 20 questions, I have someone I can call and they also review documents. So if you're interested in learning more about that service, you can visit phenomenalboss.com and learn more about that service. So you definitely want to make sure your agreement is, it, it, it checks all the boxes. Because if you're ever in dispute, you want to make sure that you have a, an agreement that's written in a way to help you, you know, when you're in dispute, of course. So, of course, so you definitely want the agreement. You want the terms of your payment outlined in the agreement. And as well as your scope of work, what are they getting? Are they enrolling in group coaching and are they enrolling in some other service that you have under your umbrella? And when I'm talking about an agreement, the type of agreement I have is different for, you know, my high ticket clients, you know, for someone who is just signing on for, you know, one-on-one session, I'm not going to have them sign an extensive agreement. I'm just going to outline what we're going to discuss and the agenda for that one-on-one session in the invoice. So your agreement system is going to depend on the type of service you have in your business. So that's agreements. The second part of onboarding is what forms you need and what is your process? What do people have to do first, second, third? You know, is it, you know, hopping on a a Zoom call? Like for example, I offer VIP days and that's the, you know, four-hour day that I sit with someone virtually or in person if you're in the New York City area. But I, you know, for the most part, my services are virtual and I will sit with someone for four hours and we map out whatever their goals are and I help them achieve their goals during the course of the VIP day. So 
my onboarding process for that is prior to us ever sitting down for that VIP day, you know, there's the agreement. We have to determine what your goals are. I outline what's going to happen that day. And I also collect payment before we ever schedule anything, before I hop on any VIP day with you, because my preparation involves me having some kind of communication with you before that day to make sure that we're on the same page about what's going to happen that on our VIP day and also what it is that you're going to accomplish that day. I make sure I have a meeting with my client to make sure they understand the outcome that they're going to achieve that day. And also, which is very important, any kind of preparation they need to do for that day, anything that I need in advance. So, you know, you really need to make sure that you're in communication with your clients. And also one thing I'd like to square away is how, you know, establish how we're going to communicate because everyone communicates differently. So you want to make sure that you understand your client and that you know how you're going to work together so you can both have a really successful experience. You being the service provider that helped them achieve what they wanted to achieve in the first place. And for them achieving that great transformation or getting that problem solved is, you know, so think about when it comes down to onboarding, the agreement, and also what forms you need to solidify your agreement to work together, you know, as well as your refund policy, you know, that all goes wrapped in there as well. So the next system you want to have in place is invoicing. So invoicing, I like PayPal invoicing, but you have people that aren't a fan of PayPal. You have HoneyBook, you have QuickBooks, you have different invoicing systems out there that you can use. I always suggest that people try different things and see what works best for them. I like PayPal invoicing because I like to include a copy of the full agreement, especially, you know, it's one of my high ticket services. I want to make sure that they have a copy of the agreement and that it's attached to the PayPal invoice so that in the event of a dispute, you can refer back to the agreement. Okay. So that is your invoicing system. You know, I'm not saying that PayPal is the only software or invoicing software that allows you to, you know, include copies of the agreement. You have to explore the features. You know, I've just used them ever since the start of my business. I just haven't really changed. It works. It's up to you. And then you can also do recurring payments on there as well. If you run like a membership service or anything like that. So we've covered pre-screening and pre-qualification. We've covered onboarding. We've covered invoicing. Now let's talk about your services, which is number four. So your services. So your services are the heart of your everything you do, right? So you want to make sure that when you onboard someone, you have a process. So if you have a coaching program, it's not just you're going to kind of come and establish goals, you know, at the onset. You need to have a big promise for people. So the service system that you need to have is how you're going to deliver that big promise to people. So where are they coming in? What is the starting point and where are they going to end at? So if you have a group coaching program, everyone goes through the same process, right? If you have a different type of service, there needs to be a process for how things work. So the reason you want to have a process for how your services are are delivered is because you hopefully have proven that this process is actually, it actually works for your clients and that you can achieve 
help your clients achieve results through your process. So hopefully you're, if you're starting a business and your people are paying you money, you're actually, you've actually done the work and you know that your services will actually help the client. So that's the first thing you want to make sure of. And then, you know, if it's a coaching program, you know, everyone goes through the same process. If it's, if it's a group coaching program, but if it's some other service, you may have a different process depending on the package that someone selected. So you have to determine, you know, what's your process? What's your three to five step process? Maybe you have seven steps or whatever it is that you have. You need to make sure that you have a process in place so you can service your clients. Okay, the fifth and final client management system I want to mention in this episode is your closeout. So when someone completes your program or finishes your service, you know, you don't just want to say, oh, bye. Oh, that's it. Or you never contact them again. What is your closeout process? You know, what is your structured process to ask for a review? Have they paid everything? What is your process to follow up with them to make sure they have questions? I know for me, I have what's called, and you know, for my coaching clients, the clients that I work with on a long-term basis to either develop their coaching program or for VIP days, you know, I have what's called an implementation phase. And that is just some, you know, quick laser coaching sessions that I have with them to make sure that, yes, we, you know, you spent, we spent quite a bit of time together developing your program. Let's make sure you don't have problems getting it implemented. And you have to decide what's your closeout phase. You want to make sure all payments are are done. And you definitely wouldn't want someone to be at the point of closeout to make sure your payments are done before you deliver any final product. You want to make sure that you have your final payment. So with the closeout, just think about what that looks like for you. Is it a survey? Is this, you know, this is the time to ask for a review? You know, do you follow up with the person? What does closeout look like? And so even if it's just you right now starting out, you have to think about the future of your business. So at some point, you are going to hire someone, right? You're going to hire someone to help you, whether it's a virtual assistant or some other professional to help you. And so the thing that you want to do is you always want to have processes in your business and you always want to have them written so that you understand how your business works. And when you understand how your business works, it's easier to convey that message and that information and be able to train someone to replicate what you do. Whether you want to train them to replicate your results or whether you want to train them to carry out your day-to-day tasks, you need to have written procedures so that people can refer back to everything they've learned. You need written procedures so people have a reference so they can look at it, review it, understand it, and actually make suggestions. So definitely have written procedures in place so that people can come in and help you in your business. And so you can have a seamless process for them to do it. So with that being said, that concludes this episode. And I'm so excited that you joined me. And I'm so excited to even share with you just what it means to design a a business and help you get one step closer to where you want to be as an entrepreneur and to help you along on your entrepreneurial journey. So with that being said, my name is Michelle Davis, and I'm so happy you tuned in. 
and I will catch you in the next episode. Take care. Bye. Are you trying to handle the challenges of life on your own? With Legal Shield, you don't have to. For more than 30 years, people have trusted Legal Shield to help them navigate messy divorces, challenge traffic tickets, prepare a will, buy a house, and even start a business. For just a small monthly fee, you have a dedicated law firm by your side with real attorneys standing by to advise and guide you through all of the things you never expected to happen. Visit PhenomenalBoss.com to sign up today. Thank you for tuning in to the Boss Experience Podcast. Don't forget to leave a review for this episode and tune in next time.